welcome back to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman, and it's only Crew 2 this week, so I have, of course, always co-host Ricky with me. Uh, what's up? How's it going? I don't think I've ever been part of the Crew 2. You you haven't. It's always been me and Chris, but of course, we do want to say congratulations to Chris and his wonderful wife. They're celebrating their wedding anniversary uh, today, like actually today. So, of course, uh, you know, and happy uh, anniversary to them. We wish them, of course, a wonderful day on their wonderful wedding anniversary. And as always, we are sponsored by our wonderful Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Check out a bucket, get your name on all of our streams and YouTube videos. Uh, $5 gets you our monthly exclusive piece of content. Uh, actually, this month we kind of double dipping because we had a bit of a delay during May's. So, of course, uh, sorry, not May, the March one. So the makeup for March was already out now, so you can go check that out. Of course, you also get the whole backlog. $50 a month, $20 a national gets the monthly swag bag mailing, which... Will hopefully be signed by all three of us if the cards show up in time. They kind of ship late, so I'm a little worried. But uh, it should be a fun one if they do get us all get here in time for us all to sign them. And if you want some sweet, sweet Crew 3 merch hat, rep our logo. We have two awesome playmats at our affiliate with Inked Gaming. There's a link in the description below, which will take you to our Inked Gaming page. We have a logo playmat and our balanced cards can't buy snowboards playmat. And of course, just by clicking the link, it applies our affiliate code. So even if you don't end up buying something we have, they have plenty of other stuff that you can buy and it'll help us out either way. So, Ricky, what's going on, man? You Like you said, you, you haven't been on a crew two before. It's just you and me, so one-on-one time. It is. It's, it's nice to have uh, one-on-one time. Uh, finally, I get to uh, talk bad about all the siege rhinos and wish claw talismans I want, and no one will stop me. That's right. I'm not. You know what? I, you I'm know gonna what? let it happen. I'll let it happen. I'm gonna let you know that I wouldn't pick up a wish claw talisman if it was the last card in the pack. You're just like judge. Do I have to take this? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I have to. Nothing in the rules says that I have to accept my last draft pick. Judge, can the opponent put it in my pile for me? I don't want to touch it. Exactly. Uh, judge, where's the nearest trash can? I need this to go in there immediately. I, I, I understand. Way, and of course, this of course you aren't supreme drafting, right? That's just you just want it out of your your PT top eight draft exactly. thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Exactly. You know Goifgate? Yeah. It's gonna be like that, but it's gonna be like Wishclaw Talisman Gate. I'm gonna open the Wishclaw Talisman on camera at the GP top eight, and I'm gonna call the judge over and ask if I can throw the whole pack in the trash can because it's been tainted. <laughs> it's it's a bad product, Tio. Can I get a replacement? Yeah, Tio, I need a replacement. Can you proxy me a replacement pack? Look at this. Do, does this look like a magic card to you? Anyways. But don't worry. The pack also has the pack also has two siege rhinos because they always travel in packs. Oh, yeah. There's never one. Do you get to pick them both? Of course. You can't split them up. Oh, of course. They're an endangered species. Well, that makes sense, actually. Uh, that format, and somebody was talking about this recently in one of my magic communities, was like, was like, who wants to reminisce about how good BFZ Con standard was? And I was like, yeah, exactly. It was somebody, like the top comment was like, Jace's are $100 and all the decks play themselves. And I'm just like, yep, that's basically the whole format in a nutshell. That was... which, is so, which is so funny too, because like, I think up until that format, those standards were great. I agree, actually. I thought that Theros Cons was a really good standard format. And yep. um, the Theros and uh, RTR. RTR standard was really good. Strahd RTR was very good. It's just, boy, BFZ sucked. Yeah, BFZ added nothing fun. And then we got, all, all it added was pain and misery and the fact that we could search for the battle lands. Yeah. With the cons fetches and just made everybody's mana base just so ridiculous. 
people were already playing four color, but now they're definitely playing four color. Oh my god! And then was and then they added Origins into the mix. Ugh, Origins had some Origins had some ideas. Were they good? Not really, but I I definitely enjoyed playing like the Goggles decks during that standard. Goggles was uh, a funny deck to play, um, yeah. and I do think that once we got into, well, actually no. Because the next, it wasn't Kaladesh next, it was it was the Innistrad block. Innistrad, yeah, yeah. Because, which I blocked hey, out of my memory because it was just never-ending collected company mirrors. Would you, unless, unless uh, you know, would you say it was a Fevered Vision? Oh, okay. The Fevered Visions was fun at the beginning. I'm just, Eldritch Moon is what really just got me. That set, who, that set? Remember Pro Tour, well, Pro Tour uh, like, Wall of Cards? Pro Tour Wall of Cards, that like, was a good one. The topic uh, was like six collected company decks, and they were literally going for like two hours a match. Just like, well, now we've got like three Duskwatch recruiters, uh, two uh, just of everything, just like big 20 board creatures. Uh, it was just so dumb. But nothing nothing still beats the like off-camera like playing for top eight match with, as, with Theros, where there's like, Okay, both players just ultimated a Johnny. They're both like 150 life apiece. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the life gain green white deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was also hilarious. That was a good time, actually. I I will reminisce about that one moment in that standard. Form. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, we don't play standard here. What do we play? Luckily, here? we don't play standard here. But also, you know, luckily Magic survived those things. But some stuff happened this last week that I think might have killed Magic. What killed Magic this week? Well, all right, Ricky, where do we begin? So obviously there was some stuff that happened earlier in the week that I just kind of blanked out of my memory. Just because a lot killed Magic this last week that I just can't even remember it all. Uh, and then it was, you know, the League weekend happened and, you know, that was very stressful for a lot of people involved and it also really made me miss just actual the Pro Tour again. I think Wizards tried to explain how to get back to the Pro Tour and I think that itself almost killed Magic. Yeah, uh, and then they also there was the mix-up where when Mythic Nebo they announced that she was leaving, she was relegated out of the league, and they just attributed the wrong cards to her. Like that was a big slap in the face. That really killed Magic. Um, what's currently killing Magic is the fact that I don't know if the early access is happening on Wednesday, and Kristen, you're supposed to come down to Houston in like less than twenty four hours. Well, if if Watsi abandons us, we just become a flesh and blood stream, right? That and Digimon, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's a, we'll, we'll play uh, MetaZoo. Can I... Will I be able to find Flesh and Blood product for us to play with? No. You're right. Good point. Uh, but I think what really killed Magic happened on Friday during Loading Ready Run's pre-pre-release, where, of course, they were given the honor of unveiling the full deck list for the Wither and all the new cards of the Wither Bloom Commander deck. Wow, that and sounds it, really cool. And that, that sounds, sounds like really that cool. Should, should be given to such a brilliant content maker like Loading Ready Run. Our, who has our been with right? Watsy like, for so long and made only the top tier content. And like I remember like when our friendship started, like that was the basis of a lot of our early conversations, which is how great Lur was. Exactly. Like the nicest, like some of, if not the nicest people in the magic community. They are and, only the nicest people, at least uh, the ones I've met personally, and uh, like, which is like, I want to say half, but I feel like if it's I more said like a that, third to a fourth, I, I would have been like, missing somebody. Yeah, uh, but anyway, but anyway, so of course, you know, the PPR, another great content product where they just 
have a pre-release before everyone else. It's usually four members of Lure, four guests. Always a great time to watch. I can't usually watch the whole thing on the weekend, but I'll watch the VOD of it and stuff like that. Always a great time. But because they decided to show off the Commander deck after the PPR, which is only like five hours, um, the highly, highly, unfortunately toxic Commander community decided to throw a riot and just call them shills and cuss them out in their own event. Wow. That sounds like a really classy move that members of the Magic the Gathering community would do. It sure does, doesn't it? You yeah. should all be so proud of yourselves. I'm sure your parents are very happy with your life decisions. I mean, I watched the pre-pre-release anyway. Yeah. So, like, it seems to me like the preview at the end is just bonus. Yeah. And then they also did, like, another two-hour stream after the PPR with them playing all the commander decks. Wow, that sounds dope, too. Yeah. But no, there's some corporate shills trying to boost their content by having the cool commander deck reveal at the end of the, the PPR stream that no one could possibly care about for these random no-name content creators. Like, I mean, and like, even if they are just like, even if they are putting it at the end so they can get more views and stuff like that, you know, good for them. Like, they, they deserve the views anyways, and you should watch their content without them having to dangle some like weird product reveal in front of you. Not, like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, watch the whole video, right? Yeah. Like, when people slow roll out the card, like, that's fine. It's fun. Do you guys remember when it was fun? Do you guys remember when they hid pieces of Jace the Lion Sculptor at different magic stores across the country? And we had to yep. slowly piece them together? Like, remember um, the, what was the card from the first conspiracy that just, like, they put out and patched the phone number on the back of it? Right. It, like, I... Spoilers come out too fast. I'm going to say it. I'm going to be old man here. Uh, spoilers yeah. spoilers come out too fast these days. Like, maybe it's because they've got, like, ten more products waiting to come out, and so we've just got to start spoiling cards immediately. So much product. Uh, but, like, like, let's chill. Like, I remember, like, getting, like, three to five spoiler cards a day over a two-week period, and they would, like, spoil all the commons and uncommons on the last day. Yep. Like, I remember, like... I would read, like, the two Magic the Gathering articles every morning, and those would each have a spoiler card in them. Maybe the limited article would have a cycle of uncommons. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we would have uh, two other outside publications get their preview card each day of the week for a good 20 days. And now, like, the entire set is just spoiled uh, by angry factory workers a month before the set comes out. Yeah, or a pro leaking the godbook. Oh, uh, Yeah. There's no God book. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. But anyway, we have some actual Pioneer events to talk about this week. Good. Because, uh, of course, events are reporting again. A quick rundown of what's going to be essentially what? Our second to last week of this this Pioneer environment? Um, this format, yeah. Before we add in Strixhaven, which yeah. honestly, like, probably is going to change up things. Yeah, I think so, too. So I think next week we'll probably have a bit of a retrospective on the sort of Kaldheim Pioneer format. Uh, so to real quick wrap up the second to last week of this Pioneer format, 12th place Mono Black Aggro, 11th place Mono Green, 10th place Lotus Combo. Uh, what is this? 9th place Mono Green. This is the mid-range deck. So this is your more, um, your Nykthos Devotion. The first Mono Green was kind of stompy. Uh, eighth place Orzov Auras, seventh place Nymph Light. Wow, how the mighty have fallen! About sixth, time. 
it's about time. Sixth place is a Phoenix. Fifth place, Bant Spirits. Fourth place, Transmog Control. Third place, Jun Sack. Second place, Luris Burn. First place, hanging in there, Demir Control. For our events, we have the Super Qualifier on the 7th. 8th place, 5 Color Control. 7th place, 5 Color Control, which of course are the Transmog decks. 6th place, Jund Sack. 5th place, Naya Midrange, which of course is Winota. 4th place, 5 Color Mid Control, which is once again that Transmog deck list. 3rd place, just that Mono Green Stompy, you know, where it says it's green-blue, but only the blue cards are on the sideboard for some sweet Counterspell action. Second and the, the second first and second was actually a split. I don't think they played out the finals. It was a split. Uh, so of course these are both technically the winners. You have Tristan JWL in second place with what we're calling Abs and Auras, and MKC in first place with Jun Sack. And I do want to shout out to Tristan here because they're playing. If you didn't know this, two entirely dead cards in their deck because Kaya's Ghost Form just doesn't work in Mitgo right now. What does it do instead? Your creature just dies. Oh. Oops. Yeah. So he was just like boarding it out and just like, or just trying to bluff his opponents not knowing that it didn't work. Well then, I mean, hey, you do what you gotta do, right? Mitko is made of spaghetti. I think Plunge to Darkness is still broken. Yeah. You could probably Um, still cast Merhyperion for normal mana. You're seeing an uptick in five color control right now. I think partially because um, Graft Digger's cage is broken. Oh, what does it do? Does it attack for five? No. So Graft Digger's cage currently <laughs> um, will work with things like Coco and cards like that. But for whatever reason, Transmogrify just doesn't care about Graft Digger's cage. Huh? It just it doesn't work. Like it lets it, it, doesn't it lets work. it happen. It lets it happen. I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. I don't think so either. Well, I so guess, I do. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't know why that does that. I I don't know either. I mean, I don't think they do either. Remember when there was a MitGo Pro Tour and they had to just uh, put out a patch note saying, hey, pretty please don't play this broken card. Remember they would like shadow ban you if you broke, if you played Mere Height, was it Mere Superion Mere the wrong Superion. way? They were like, please, 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 just don't play Mersuperion. We weren't able to fix it in time. Be respectful to your fellow gamer. Yeah. So I do also want to point out with Tristan's list is they're essentially playing the Orzhov Ors list that we know and love. We're splashing green for Season of Growth. So we have essentially a couple few extra backup strands here, which I think is a really interesting piece of tech. That sounds pretty interesting. That's from the Pioneer uh, Challenge? That's the Super Qualifier from the 7th. Oh, the Super Qualifier. That was like the big like 200-something person PTQ. Damn, I'm way right, ahead. Going, I was like, I was well, very confused. <laughs> going on to the challenge on the tenth, we have eighth place Boris Ag- Boris Agro Boris Agro. Uh, play the Soviet national anthem, please. Seventh place Transmog. Sixth place Lotus Combo. Fifth place Junsec. Fourth place Enigmatic Fires. Where's Chris at? This deck's been kicking off a bunch lately. Third place Transmog. Second place Claudio. Couldn't clinch it out with Niv to Light. The Lotus first Combo. Place Lotus. Combo. Claudio also, by the way, tweeting at us on Twitter saying that they have uh, essentially found the perfected version of Niv-Mizzet. But uh, as I point, as I pointed out uh, in this next challenge, uh, they failed to, Claudio failed to top eight because they got ravaged by Simic Aggro. So is it really the perfected version? So this here, this, uh, this winner's Lotus Combo deck. Yeah. 
is different than a lot of other Lotus combo decks. In the oh, fact discon- discontinuity? It plays two discontinuity. Can you imagine just ending your opponent's turn on their Niv-Mizzet? <laughs> That's pretty gross, right? Yeah, definitely. I just I just love it. I love the discontinuity. It just it seems dope. I don't like looking at the artwork. He's also playing a one of Baral, and he's playing the full four Fey of Wishes. Most lists that I, because I've been, I've been, I'll let people know, I've been building Lotus Combo. I finally done did it. Uh, and most lists play two Fey of Wishes. He is playing all four Fey of Wishes. All in on the Fey of Wishes train. And I think he's at 21 lands. I think normally they play like 22, 23. Um, so that seems a bit low to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, this list is sweet though. Discontinuity. I might have to pick up a couple of those full art with the foil because I mean, it's an M21 card, so it's not worth anything. It's gotta be cheap, right? Yeah. Like it's like the M- M21 cards worth money are uh, literally Gargaroth, Terror of the Peaks and Fabled Passage. And that's it. Sounds about right. Oh, and Ugin. Uh, it's U- Ugin. Yeah, yeah. My, I think my, my alt art to fairy is worth like $8. Hell Yeah. I know, like, I bought the alt art Chandra's from that set for, like, yeah. five bucks. Sounds about right. All right, ready for the next, the last challenge? I'm ready for the next challenge. All right, last challenge. Eighth place, Niv to Light. Seventh place, Jun Sack. Sixth place, Is It Phoenix. Fifth place, that mono green decklist that, again, top te- knocked Claudia out of top eight there. Fourth place, Mardu Auras. What are we, what are we doing here? Oh, we're playing Claim to Fame. All right, I see you. Fifth place, doom wake on transmog second place doom switch on niv to light and first place is it phoenix by la creatura bb so what do you what do you think the th- so obviously before we move on to our, our main non uh non-meta topic here for this week i want to i want to pick your brain right where do you think this uptick in faces come from lately is it just because lack of earl people are leaving the graveyard hate at home what do you think's going on here um this is the also the weird list that I've seen running around too. Well, I think there's like seven, like every build of Phoenix, I think is just different at this point in time. Right. Um, so I don't know what it is. It's a fun deck to play. Let me tell you as a Phoenix player, this deck is just so much fun to play. And like, it does feel like your own custom deck, even though you're playing Phoenix, like look at this list that won seven and Oh, went through seven rounds undefeated first place. And he is playing like we were playing like, 19 lands, and it's like one fabled passage, two islands. I don't want to say he. It is La Criatura. Sure. So we're going we're gonna to say they. I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Steam, she. We like, don't know. It's just, it's just a, a mismatch of lands, like a one of Sheevan Reef, two of Sulphur Falls. Uh, we got like interesting tech cards in here, like two Quicken, one main board Aether Gust, uh, like one of Substantiate. One Anger of the Gods, one Maximize Velocity to combo with that Crackling Drake. One Pieces of the Puzzle. Pieces of the Puzzle is a dope card that I do run as a one of also in my board. Okay. Um, okay. Like, we got the sideboard with, like, one Young Pyromancer, like, a one Brazen Borrower. Mm. Uh, I mean, this deck is just, it's sweet. It's such a fun deck to play. No matter who you are, Crack- playing Crackling is a Phoenix. Crackling Drake is surprisingly a hard card to deal with in Pioneer. I don't think I think it's starting to get a lot more respect than it's deserved for a right. while. And then also, if you want a deck that looks more like you know, you could take home to to your mother, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like we look at sixth place, right? And this is a very like prim and proper Phoenix list, right? Sure. 
it's like, oh, we're, ooh, fancy, you know, uh, four of, is it charm, four of strategic planning, you know. Is it the dream to quicken treasure crews on your opponent's turn? Um, that is a dream that we can live. I think the dream is, can we trigger this on our opponent's turn? No. I was like, the dream is to like quicken into like chart a course and reanimate a phoenix on your turn, but you can't do that. Yeah. Also, we've got the the very classy, uh, you know, Ral is it Viceroy also in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that alt art is amazing, by the way. That's very good. The uh, the ultimate edition, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of Phoenix, I do have corrections last week. I said I wish uh, Challenger's Phoenix was in Pioneer because I thought it was M13, but it's currently actually M14. And I reread the card again, and I think I was just like the nostalgia of that card because the card's way worse than I thought it was. No, it goes back to your hand, right? It goes back to your hand, yeah. Yeah, the card's not as good. Flame Wake Phoenix is in Pioneer. Flame Wake is in Pioneer. Ashcloud Phoenix saw a bunch of chunky play. Um, plenty of Phoenixes to mess around with. You could play Phoenix Tribal right now if you really wanted to. Rekindling Phoenix is very strong. And yeah. Phoenix of Ash. Phoenix of Ash, I think. Not Ash yes. Cloud Phoenix, but Phoenix of Ash. Yes. Is the Phoenix of Ash. Yeah, that was the one that was uh, saw a lot of like chonky red play. That's a very good one. Yeah. Ashbound Phoenix or whatever. Ashborn Phoenix is the uh, is the four drop four one that when it dies it goes back into morph. Mm-hmm. Uh, very weird Consultarkir card. There was another correction I think we had to make besides the. Uh, I'm trying to go back and look through the, the retraction. People added me. So uh, besides the. Uh, I can't find the other one. Someone remind me again what it was. I, there's two. I should I should have found it earlier, but I do remember the Chandra's Phoenix. I knew that was my mess up specifically. <laughs> I, I knew I had to correct it. Ruckman, I haven't printed a retraction in 15 years. We're doing it now. Get me more pictures of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Stop the presses. I mean, I think that Is It Phoenix is the Spider-Man. He's out there, you know, just your yeah. friendly neighborhood Phoenix player. And he's going to get you. Are they Spider-Man or Spider-Cuz? Uh, they're they're Spider-Men. I don't know, man. I'm all about Spider-Cuz. Oh, man. All right. But uh, do we have another league? Nope, that was it. That was the challenges. Nice. I, 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 think, really go through the I think this format is shaking out pretty well. For, format's great. Format feels alive, obviously, you know. Um, and I'm not just saying that because two of my favorite decks won challenges this uh, weekend. <laughs> and you're not saying this because we make content for the format. Uh, no, actually, I, I've been honest when I think that Pioneer was awful. Oh, we've, we've, we've called Pioneer out for being bad. We, we've not been shy about when the forest has been bad. So I've been really happy. I've been going around. I've been seeing a bunch of other content creators being like, I'm tired of a standard historic. I'm going to give Pioneer a shot. I'm like, yeah, do it. It's do great. It. And then, and then after they stream, they're like, wow, Pioneer was great. I should keep playing. I'm like, yes, you should. Sure, sure should. It's a, it's a great format. And, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I'm due for my second, my second, uh, shot soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, while that doesn't mean that organized play is going to be back, it means that, you know, hopefully soon by the end of the year, we can look at uh, organized play coming back. <laughs> Time to play some uh, uh, unsanctioned back room eight man, va- uh, everyone's vaccinated eight mans. Oh, yeah. Um, no, don't do that. Also, uh, don't buy unsanctioned, I guess, because that's the only product I see at every Target I go to. <laughs> 
target is wiped out of everything always, but you can always guarantee there will be packs of Kaldheim and there will be boxes of unsanctioned. Nobody See, wants it's it. weird because my targets, except for one, never got TSR, but they've all had like small weekly restocks of Jumpstart. Oh, that's dope. And Go I for that Allosaurus Rider. I keep thinking about playing the Allosaurus Rider lottery. I mean, Allosaurus Rider is like $120 now, so I mean, like... I would play the lottery on that. Yeah, probably. We should. I should. Next, if I go back, there's a couple. I'll, I'll be able to pick some up. All right. So that is it for the Pioneer Meta. Again, we got one more week. So probably next week will be a bit of a roundup of it going coinciding with our possibly closing thoughts and wrap-up thoughts for the early acts. If it happens, who knows? You know, uh, <laughs> I just love the, hey, we're going to put you guys in this Discord. We're going to be more active, more conversation, more uh, open co- communication. Oh, that was a month ago. They've said nothing since. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful too, but I've been burned too many times. <laughs> I'm a I'm a jaded lover at this point, Watsy. Oh no, I like the way it Taint, burns. It's like it's like Rihanna love. out here. Love the way you lie. Uh, no, no, no. Love the tainted love. Oh no. Uh, all right. So obviously, you know. When you guys are both here or you're here and we have to remote Chris in because he's driving up Wednesday mornings and staying the night tomorrow, we're going to put up our discussion for how we get to our, our final joint top 10 cards from Strixhaven for the Pioneer format, just like we did for Kaldheim. So make sure you look forward to that. Um, so this week, though, and of course, sorry, the final list, uh, I'll make a nice video, put it up on the YouTube. You'll actually see the final list. But if you want to hear how we got to the final list, Make sure you check out the Patreon in that $5 tier, right? So I thought, Ricky, this week, since, you know, we're still riding the the, the Strixhaven high, we haven't gotten to play with cards yet, and obviously I've got my top 10 list. Did you do your top 10 list? I did my top 10 list. So I figured we would, again, not compare really lists, but we'll put them out there for the listeners, and then again, when they want, if they want to hear how we work our way, bid and barter and trade for, jockey for position, our favorite cards. I've seen you list it. It looks pretty different than mine in some cases. So we got a we got an interesting one. But I don't think there's going to be a case of Valky where you're going to convince me to change it four spots after the fact. I'd just like to say I, w- I was, I think, I'm not saying that this is not a competition. It's all, it's all a labor of love, right? But if it yeah. was a competition, I think I had the best calls on Kaldheim. Yeah, but with Kaldheim, our top, like, four cards were the same. Um, no, I had Valky, like, way higher. It was top, like, our top three cards were the same, I think. Because you, I think you wanted to put Valky at, like, seven. Yeah, maybe you're right. But, uh... But anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to quick reveal what our personal top tens are, and then we're going to talk about the cards that we still liked in the set that just didn't quite make the cut to be brought to form on the list. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I've got the right, the right one. The All right. right one, he says. Yeah. The, uh, my top 10 list here. Uh, at number 10 is Elite Spellbinder. Uh, at number 9, Strict Proctor. Uh, at number 8, I put Leonin Lightscribe and Clever Lumomancer because they're sort of the same-ish card. Okay. And I, I didn't want to waste two slots on it. So we got all the white cards here down at the bottom. Uh, Baleful Mastery at number 7. Emergent Sequence at number six. Valentine, Dean of the Vein, slash, uh, I don't know the name of the Dean of Life, or the name of the, the root. Lisette. Um, and then 
Prismari Command at number mm-hmm. four. At number three, I put Blade Historian. Okay. At number two, I put Body of Research. Mm-hmm. And at number one, I put Vanishing Verse. So I will I will point out comparatively um, in my honorable mentions, and I do like these cards a lot, but I was like kind of when I make my picks, there are definitely some big standout. These cards are going to do good. Uh, but if there's a card that I'm like, it's going to be like a one or two of in an immediate home. I kind of just left it off my list and they're like my honorary picks almost, which I know sounds counterintuitive to what the top card should be, right? Like if it's, if I know they're going to have an immediate home, why aren't they in my top picks? Well, I just wanted to spice things up with my list a bit. So Blade Historian, Valentin, Baleful Mastery, and just didn't quite make my cuts, but they're in my honorable that I want to talk about. And then uh, Leonid Lightscribe, I split from Clever Lumomancer in my list. Fair. So my actual list, Number 10, Body of Research. Number 9, Callous Blood Mage. Number 8, Prismari Command. Number 7, Culling Ritual. Number 6, Silver Quill Silencer. Number 5, Sedgemore Witch. Number 4, Expressive Iteration. Number 3, Elite Spellbinder. Number 2, Clever Lumomancer. And number 1, Vanishing Verse. See, so uh, I want to say just here, <clears throat> the biggest difference mm-hmm. is uh, you believe in white. And I want to see another set. See, there's good white cards this, in this set. This is this is me going for. I'm I'm kind of arbitrarily raising these cards up higher because I'm like, this is good. White is going in this good direction. I want to keep seeing it move this way. So we have to reward good behavior. <laughs> we have to reward the good behavior. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, like. Honestly, like, I think Spellbinder Vanishing Verse, obviously we agree on Vanishing Verse being the best card. Um, I definitely, have, I I believe Spellbinder is a top three card for sure. Lumomancer, I was willing to put a little lower on my list, uh, but I couldn't really figure out what I would really swap with. Um, so I kind of put it as my number two because I think that opens up, it could really diversify the, like, the Lurus Burn lists or the Feather lists. I think... It's going to be a cool, diversifying card for a lot of archetypes. That's kind of why I put it in my number two slot. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, I don't have as much faith in Body of Research as you do. Uh, I also don't believe you mentioned Sedgemore Witch, which is a card I'm actually very high on. Yeah, I noticed that. I actually didn't know that card existed. I had to go look that one up. Um, <laughs> and I think that one's fine. I don't think it's a bad yeah. card at all. Uh, yeah. Definitely an interesting one. I do think that, like, honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. Black got a lot in this set. It did. It did. I was like, I think if you're an Orzov player, if you're a Silver Quill player, this is the set for you. I, I think that actually it was mostly in Witherbloom, in my opinion. But really, I I'm not feeling it. See, I think like so many of the like so many of the Witherbloom cards, I either put on my list or like they just missed my list. And honestly, See, I should have put Callous Blood Mage on my list. I just yeah. forgot that card exists. I thought that card was so good. I thought it was Commander. But see, I think you left the best Witherbloom card off your list. Oh, yeah? Culling Ritual. Culling Ritual? Is that on your list? It's on my list. It's my number seven. Huh. Culling Ritual is interesting to me. Is that is that your honorable? Let's let's start with the... It's not the, on my honorables. Uh, I was going to say, let's, let's, we, could, we could start with the cards that are, like, on each other's honorables that... Uh, or the cards that we thought, um, you know, that are my honorables are on your actual list. Sure. Okay. Um, your honorables that are on my list? Sure, or you can do your honorables that are on my list. 
So let's see here. I don't think any of my honorables made your list. I okay. do think that Callous Blood Mage, though, is a mistake. I think I overlooked that card. Yep. Um, and I think that Sedgemore Witch is honestly pretty good. I would honorable Sedgemore Witch for sure. I don't know where she fits in Pioneer right now, but she sure. seems like a very good option later on. Mm-hmm. Callous Blood Mage, that's my bad. I missed it somewhere on my list, and I'm going to probably, in the Patreon video, you'll hear me lobby for it. Uh, that card's sure. just really, really good utility, and it's got the vampire typing. Mm-hmm. I think that card's really good. It's going to just replace, um, oh, what's the two-mana spell that it's already the Phyrexian Rager that Vampires plays? But now you get to either make a token or exile your opponent's graveyard? Yep. Seems pretty good to me. Ashley Dindellet, I think. Yeah. Uh, And then, so, like, the other thing, um, I'm lower. Valentin barely made my honorables even. I know you're just way higher on it than I am. Have you read the amount of words on him? Yeah, but there's already so much graveyard hate, and I just, it's, to me, I'm just like, ah, cool, another graveyard hate card added to the pile. It's got Menace and Lifelink, and it can't cost any less. I don't know. You you get to exile it, even if you don't have the open mana. If you have the open mana, you get to make one ones, they gain you more life. And then if you already have a Valentin in play, you can play the back half and start drawing, just like making your your team absurdly big. Maybe, but it's if it makes our actual list, it's going to be on the very, very low end, in my opinion. Right. Um. I like I said. I think I I'm really liked Blade Historian a lot, but I I don't think it has a home outside of just like backup Angrass Marauders in the the Winota decks. I think that it helps a lot in the Winota deck. I I think so too, and I I I've actually been Winota's a deck. I'm like trying to pick up a little bit on the side outside of our like on streams. I played it on stream on Friday. Uh, it's a deck I do want to get more more reps in with. I think Winota is actually a very fun, very good deck. And it's definitely going to help out a lot. It's going to help. It's going to give you more hits for those occasional times where you just whiff, entirely whiff on Winota, right? Right. I also think, okay, so I'm just going to say it out right here. Okay. Uh, Manifestation Sage just missed my honorable mentions. I think that card is really strong. Which one's that? It's the... Oh, the uh, Simic Hybrid. It's the Simic Hybrid card. I think that Blade Historian is very good. I think that Damagoth Titan is... Damagoth Titan is one of my honorable mentions. That card is very strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Dramatic Finale is not awful. I think that like most of these uh, quad hybrid cards are very good. My only problem with Dramatic Finale is it only triggers once each turn. And it's already limited by the one or more creature clause. Right. So I think if they got rid of the only triggers once each turn and it was still just the one or more creature clause. But maybe that makes it too good in like Aristocrat shells. It's, I think it's good for like the mono black. Like it opens but it's the still door for like, like a non-token creature. Card. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't think the red blue one is any good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Manifestation Sage is like really strong, and if there was more of a Blink Engine, it would be a mm-hmm. very good card. Or if, or if he gave the token Trample, sure. I not I mean not to want to put more words on an already great card. Like he's just so good, and the Damagoth Titan is like, whoa. yeah, like that card could be a house. Um, I it definitely just barely missed my honorables, mostly because I can't Coco into it, and I just want to Coco into everything now. Right. Uh, I think we can agree on that also Witherbloom Command was a, is a very close honorable as well. I have Witherbloom Command, like, man, that card is, I, man, I know it's not exactly what it looks like, 
but I do think it's very good. If it was an instant, I think it would have been like the low end of my top 10. I think minus three minus one is really weird, but it can pick things off and it makes blocking weird if it can't pick things off. Mm-hmm. Um, train two is always a good mode. Yeah. Like honestly, I, just if you're, on, being... if you're on the play, it can kill a mana dork and like, like half of a Stitcher supply are you. Right, exactly. So it can like, it's sort of like a bad Seder Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. But also it's either going to kill your opponent's like turn one play uh, or it's going to uh, drain them too. Yeah. Occasionally it's also going to blow up your rest of the rest of beast your opponent has. But unfortunately mm. the way it's worded is straight target non-creature non-land permanent with, with, with CMC two or less, right? It yeah, it happens blow, after the mill. It can't blow up ley line. Oh, I was also going to say you also don't get to blow it up before you mill. That's fine. I'm not going to mill if I'm needing to blow up rest That's of beast. That's fair. That's fair. But like it replaces itself normally, and you can you don't have to mill the land, which is important. Mm-hmm. You can get any land out of your graveyard already. I think the card is good. I liked playing the dredge style decks. I just don't think that this card it's 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 at a very competitive CMC. Sure. And like it has to compete with like Assassin's Trophy, Abrupt Decay, uh, like Grizzly Salvage, uh, Gather the Pack. So it's just. It's a good card, but it just might be overcrowded in its slot. And collective the next, brutality. The next kind of honorables I want to talk about are like there's a suite of just solid removal spells in this set, like uncommon. So you have Rip Apart, you have Fracture, you have Deadly Brew. I was gonna and say Mortality Spear. Mortality Spear, really. Deadly Brew is my main one, but you like Mortality Spear? Mortality Spear is a card that I think will be broken later. Okay. Like it's gonna it's gonna happen where there's gonna like they're gonna be they're gonna either bring back like groves or something like that. I don't know. Something's gonna happen where it's gonna be too easy to like gain life on command. Uh-huh. And mortality spear is just going to be really good. I just think Watch. that it's so it's two mana. Like if you gain life this turn, it's two mana instant destroy target non land permanent. Mm-hmm. So you're saying this, if I take a sip first, I get to draw a card, gain three life, and blow something up? What I'm saying is, like, people play Utter End. Sure. And at worst, this is Utter End. Uh-huh. I guess it doesn't exile, right? Utter End exiles, which yeah. is important. And people play Vraska's Contempt, which gains you two well, life. Binding of the Old Gods without the other modes, the other chapters. Right. But, like, that's the worst this card is. Yeah. Uh, but, like, at best, it's just, it kills anything for two mana. With no downside. So, I don't know. I think this card's pretty cool for, like, a random removal spell. Yeah. But not good enough to make my list. See, though. in my mind, I, I I love Deadly Brew. I think the fact that this card's a sorcery holds it back from being, like, chartable. But for two mana, like, two, like black green, you either sack a creature or planeswalker, and then you get a permanent back, too. I know it's asking a lot, but if it... If it cost one more and exiled itself, it could get you uh-huh. back any card. Sure. I would be pretty happy. Okay, fair. But I know we can't do that. That's way too powerful of a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like Deadly Brew a lot. It definitely seems like a standard card that might eke its way out into Pioneer in some like weird Jund sack lists, right? Sure, yeah. I can see this in some Jund sack lists. But I don't know if it goes main deck or not. It, it it also if we see keep seeing like an uptick in control shells right this could be a good control fin like a good control counter back at some point in the near future where all right well you're just gonna have a Teferian play 
how about you sack it? I'll sack like my one, one or whatever. And I'll get back my like tireless tracker or some other good, just value creature. What I do like about this is if you don't have a creature, it's still just an edict. Yes. Like you're never going to be behind if this card resolves. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. A card you have on your list that I just barely took off mine um, was Baleful Mastery. Man, I think Baleful Mastery is a good removal. It's good, but there are just too many other cards that I wanted to represent higher. Um, like if, if I had to expand my list out, it's probably like my tenth, my like eleventh or twelfth pick. And it exiles creature or planeswalker at instant speed for four mana or two, and your opponent gets to draw a card. And honestly, normally they won't get to. Demir control is like in a great spot right now. I think like Narset can easily be on the rise here. Mm-hmm. And Baleful Mastery is just very good uh, with Narset. It's just yeah. two mana, kill anything on your turn, and you're not going to get to draw that card. Okay, thanks. Sure. Are, there, are there any other real cards that aren't, that aren't on our list that you want to talk about as like honoraries? Sure. Um, there is a random counterspell. Is it Reject? No. It is oh. called... Uh, it's called, I think it's called Test test of something. Hold on one second. I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. Test of Talents. Okay. <clears throat> Blue one instant. Counter target instant or sorcery spell. Surgeon's Control is graveyard, hand, and library for any number of cards with the same name as that spell and exile them. That player shuffles and draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. Oh, I forgot about this card. This is... It, so it can't get Planeswalkers, it can't get Enchantments, right? So it's specifically yeah. not going to be a Negate replacement, right? Yeah. So Negate and Mystical Dispute are still going to be better than this card, which is why it didn't make my list. But if a very prominent spell-based deck arrives, uh, 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 Lotus, right? Mm-hmm. This being able to just, like, get... It gets uh, Fae of Wishes, and then yeah. all the copies of Fae of Wishes out of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets, you know, Pour Over the Pages, or it gets Hidden Strings, and all the Hidden Strings, right? Like, this card can be very crippling in certain matchups, and I think that it's a good safety valve to have on the deck, especially when introducing a bunch of cool new instants and sorceries, and it allows them to print stronger instants and sorceries in the future, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I do think that is very good. Also, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Okay. If I cast this at an Abrupt Decay, I still get to take all their Abrupt Decays, correct? Counter targets for a sorcery spell, period. Search is control is graveyard, hand and library for any number of cards. I believe so. I'd have to double check the FAQ, but I believe so, right? So their Abrupt Decay still gets to go off, but your spell still resolved, right? It's... Right. So I, I would be, I believe so, yes. Because like you're allowed to try to counter uncounterable spells. Correct. They just won't get countered. Correct. Um that being so if that is true, I know that sounds weird, but like being able to throw this at a Supreme Verdict mm-hmm. when you're in some like spirits deck, right? Yeah. Like being able to hit Supreme Verdict, and yes, you're not gonna be able to wipe this Supreme Verdict, right? Like, you're not going to be able to avoid this one, but now they won't have any more Supreme Verdicts in their deck. Or, you know, being able to hit the Abrupt Decay, hit an uncountable spell, and make sure they don't get any more copies of it is going to be a play that is good. Sure. 
sometimes. Sometimes. So. Uh, I'm sure this card is going to be on Chris's list, but of course he isn't here. Um, and that is Mavinda Student's Advocate. Man, the problem is that you the decks, to pay for it. The decks that he wants to play this in. Uh huh. Play Loris. Sure. Like Feather is the mm. worst card in Feather. Yeah, I think we've agreed on that plenty of times. And this is uh, a worse Feather. It is in less colors, and it doesn't have as restrictive a mana cost. Mm-hmm. But having to give up Loris, I think it's too big. Okay, yeah. I've been messing around Oh. with a white-green uh, prowess deck. Okay. In, Mage, uh, in... Magecraft deck. For standard? Pioneer, but I can also okay. probably make it work in standard, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, that involves, like, uh, launching the fleet. Oh, this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where we get oh, to play. Oh, that's, that's the correction. That's the correction. I remember now. Strive doesn't copy. It's just another target. Does it? That is correct. It doesn't. It just gives you another target. It doesn't copy. This is the lamest thing in the world. Throw it out the window. I'm sorry, buddy. Throw it all out in the trash. I'm, I'm a Dragon's Guard Elite is still a card I think is very close. It's another card that I, I would put on my list. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the crushing defeat that is Strive not copying. Who does this? Our Discord tells us these things. Oh my god. At least we didn't learn it on Mitgo in a At stream. At least we didn't learn it on Mitgo. There you go. That's very true. Uh, I do I, think I, Dragon's Guard Elite is a good card. Two mana, two two, Magecraft. Uh, gets a one counter on it. This is the best version of Kuburian Dryads we've ever seen. Yep. Uh, it also has six mana, double the amount of counters on, on Dragon's Guard Elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this card is very good. Yeah. But I don't know where it goes in the format. I'll tell you, speaking of learning things on Mitgo, I've been just jamming a bunch of decks that just play mainboard Archon of Emiria lately. And that is the best card to watch players learn what it does in a game of Magic. Especially just like the mono green players, they'll just play out their burning tree and then you just see them like float eight or nine mana and then they can't do anything with it. So they rewind, make the mana again. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything with it. And then you just get question marks in the chat and you're just like, oh, Archon. I also want to talk about there's three, I'm going to call them the three big spells, right? Okay. That's what I want to talk about. And I feel like they go somewhere. Okay, we don't know where yet, though. I don't know where yet, and this is going to be, and we'll talk about them individually, but it's it's Jadzi, Professor Onyx, and Crackle with Power. Oh, the ones that are in a line with each other? Yeah, I'm with they're, you on these. They're even in a line, yes. Um, these cards are all big payoffs for a big endgame, mm-hmm. and they have to be good. Like, look I at agree. Professor Onyx. She has, like, the Chandra emblem as her static. Yeah. Like... And then she she draws you cards to trigger more mm-hmm. magecraft. She can protect herself. Um, the, if you ultimate, that's just funny. Yeah. Uh, at that point, you've. I mean, how have you not won the game? Like literally, untapping with Professor Onyx should probably win you the game. Ah. Uh-huh. Same thing with Jadzi. Uh, Jadzi or Oracle of Arcavios uh, is the backside is four mana fast bond. Three mana if you get the, uh, oh, the preview version. <laughs> yes, four mana, not three mana, thank God. And then the front side is an eight mana card 
that lets you, uh, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, you can reveal the top card of your library and pay one to cast it. If it's a land, it also comes into play. It's so disgusting because if it's just another instant of sorcery, you just get to keep going. Yes, yes, yes. And then, of course, Crackle with Power, which I believe we did the math, right? Yeah. And five the mana, math is 17 mana, mana. Yeah. 17 mana wins the game. Uh-huh. The, so Crackle Power has got me interested because for the longest time I've been trying to work on just like Red Devotion. Right. And maybe this is like finally like another big payoff for the deck. I mean, like, five mana, five damage to any target is fine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not the best. Uh-huh. But because this card has the potential to turn 17 mana into winning the game, mm-hmm. this card seems insane. I can't wait for Strixhaven Sealed League to try to trade into a channel after having Crackle. I also cannot wait to do the same thing. I, it's It's a dream I've had many times. Um, I will also channel into like Jadzi on like turn like four. That would be yeah. fun too. Uh, my so my last card that I wanted to talk about as an honorable mention here is going to be Galazeth Prismari. Well, well, well. I've thought and thought and thought about this card, and I've misread it so many times. Yeah, I don't know. I still think there's going to be some weird world where this is a like an interesting combo piece, right? Like, there's got to be just some paradoxical outcome deck where this can help pay for the outcomes, and you're also just, you know, playing a bunch of other spells to dig with, protect your combo. I think there's a home for Galazeth. I don't know what it is yet, but I've seen enough decks on Mitgo that I'm like, we could tweak this into a Galazeth deck, I think. Right. Man, it's it's close, man. But they banned uh, Kethis before his time. No, for good reason. It was his time. Before his time. Very timely. Uh, I don't think any of the Elder Dragons are going to do anything in Pioneer. Look, I'm not going to say that because I know the Discord is currently trying to break Velomachus. Oh, yeah. Velomachus, Um, man. I think... That one is like the closest to playable simply because of Sarkin and like the existing dragons deck. Mm-hmm. Existing um, meaning the one in my brain. Is the FAQ out? Because I want to find out if Shadrix is bad or good. I'm telling you, it's bad. Look, if if I get to pick a singular mode, I think the card's playable. Um, what would you like to uh, throw out as your worst rare of the set? What's the bat what's the red mastery card called? Oh, fervent mastery! Yeah, fervent mastery is my my pick for the worst rare. Oh man, I was not even. I was thinking, ah man, I was thinking about the blue red dean. Yeah, uh, but I think you're right. All right, and what would you give for the the worst the worst card this whole set? The worst card of the whole set. Oh my gosh! Now now I have to look at a bunch of comms and uncommons and stuff. I'm not. Oh wait, hold up. Secret rendezvous. Oh, I was going for an easier answer. Uh-huh. Square up. Oh, just how <laughs> wrong it is? This is not a fight spell? This is not a fight spell. All right. Um, look, this set's got a lot of flavor. What's the best, like, flavor pun card in the set? The best flavor pun card in this whole set? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, exponential growth. Hall monitor. Hall monitor? Yeah. 
Why is that a joke? It's a lizard shaman. I don't. I don't get it. A monitor is a type of lizard. Oh, like uh, like a gila monster. I'm pretty sure those are monster monitors, monitor lizards. I didn't even right, know well, that. Well, my science that. nerds out there, they'll 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 agree with me. Okay. All right. Another card I really like with a lot of flavor. Actually, it has no flavor at all. Uh, but it, there's a card in the set named Big Play. Yeah. And I, I've always wanted to make big plays. You just want to make big plays, right? Who doesn't? I always want to make big plays. Uh, this is a card called Umbral Juke. All the sports ball related cards. Sports ball's good. Um, uh, my, my, the funniest, most overkill card in the whole set, though, is actually in the commander set. Uh-huh. As a, as a last uh, musing here of this set from me. Okay. Uh, there's a card called, like, Surge to Victory. Does it have Surge? No, it's six mana sorcery. You exile an instant or sorcery from your graveyard, right? Okay, yeah. All your creatures in play get plus power, where power is the uh, converted mana cost of the spell you exiled. Okay. And then, every time a creature deals combat damage to a player this turn, you may cast the exiled spell without paying its mana cost. What? Yeah! I'm going to exile... I'm going to exile Treasure Cruise. All my guys get plus 8, plus O, and I get to cast Treasure Cruise for every creature that hits somebody this turn. Your opponents are going to be the most killed. Dude, they're, they're so dead. Uh, also, I will say another disappointment card. The fact that Golden Ratio's artwork isn't an actual Golden Ratio. There wasn't exactly enough math in the math school, but I'll take Quan- it. Yeah. Um, You know. I think that the flavor of it is really cool, and that's why I picked yeah. it for my uh, for my school. All in all, I'm going to say I think Strixhaven is a home run set. There, I think there, so too. Are, there are some issues with it in some certain cases that are very unfortunate, but in general, I think overall it's it's a very much a home run set. I agree entirely. I can't wait. I I ordered a collector booster. I finally came yeah. a, a box of them. I I was going to say I might I might be skipping a regular box and just picking up a collector box myself. Well, I bought a regular box too because oh, I'm um, not going that deep. Because I, mean, I I have uh, I have an engagement ring to buy soon. <laughs> yeah, I had store credit to spare. There you go. Selling Digimon cards? Uh, no. Oh, impressive. Alrighty then, Ricky. Any other closing tricks, saving thoughts before we sign off this week? No, I'm 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 good. Uh, Harness Infinity is hope- a bad card. I'm hoping we get to play on Wednesday. I hope so too. I'll come with deck lists, but uh. Uh, I will cancel all launching of fleets, apparently. Yeah. The fleets will stay at home. Apparently my tactics weren't statessen enough. Unfortunately, they were not. All right, Ricky. Well, thank you for joining me again. Happy anniversary to Chris. We wish him and his wife a wonderful day. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Crew3Podcast, where I tweet random stuff that I think is kind of funny. And also, I serve as the official Twitter account for the show. You can find Ricky at... At also Steve... And you also stream at? Uh, Doormonster TV. Twitch.tv slash Doormonster TV. And of course, right now, I'm taking a break from the YouTube deck list, but we are YouTube.com slash Crew3MTG, where I post currently just our stream VODs from our uh, three times a week streams. That's uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central. I go for about an hour and a half, an hour, hour and a half on Tuesday, Thursday. Go a little longer most Fridays. Uh, But of course, those will be a little different this week. It doesn't matter because you're going to hear this on Friday anyway. So those are our general stream times. 
And those were both on that and the YouTube are Crew3MTG. Reminder, check out patreon.com slash Crew3MTG to keep the show going or check out our Ain't Gaming affiliate code below. Ricky, thank you for joining me. Hopefully I get to see you. Well, I'm still going to see you in person. That's still yep, going to happen. That's still going to happen. But uh, hopefully we get to see everyone for the early access. If not, we're going to complain about it big time next week. Hell yeah. Force of Will stream. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.